Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. On this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective, I want to talk about persuasion versus power. And all of this came about because I listened to an interview, of course, an interview on NPR, um, Guy Raz's How I Built This. And it was an interview with Rashad Robinson, who is the president of The Color of Change. And I highly recommend this interview. It was just an excerpt from um, their summit that they did, the virtual summit for how, how I built this. But there was so much meat in this around social impact and change and leadership. And this particular issue around persuasion versus power really stuck out. And especially in the context of this week where social media went down, right? Facebook and Instagram went down, although people found other ways to, to connect. Um, it all really kind of came together in the sense of leadership and how we're showing up and what it really means to make an impact. So I I highly recommend you listen to that. Uh, There's so much other stuff there that I'll get a chance to talk to at some point. But for this moment, I really want to talk about this idea of presence versus power. Now we've talked a lot in the past about showing up and being present and being visible. And at least for me, the story I've told you guys is this whole idea of, you know, my little introverted self. I prefer to be part of the team. I prefer to be kind of behind the scenes. I don't love being the center of attention. That's just not how I'm wired. It's not who I am. I love making an impact and, and, but to intentionally be the center of attention is not really my thing. Now that doesn't mean I'm afraid to be in front of big groups and all that. None of that stuff bothers me, but to intentionally be highly visible for visibility's sake is just not where I lie. And so this, this process of really thinking about visibility at a different perspective, which is in order for you to make the impact you want to make, you've got to be readily available, i.e. visible to the people who need you and upon whom and for whom you want to make an impact. So your desire to kind of be behind the scenes actually prevents you from making the impact you want to make. Well, thinking about all of the stuff we have this season, right? This COVID season, especially when everybody got on social media, everything was virtual because we had to do something that way. We had to figure out a way to connect and continue to work that was safe, therefore virtual. And before that, when I think about started, having started my business, and even now, I still get so many things about, you've got to post this many times on this platform, you got to be visible on this platform, and if you're not on TikTok, that's a problem, and if you're not on Instagram, it's a problem, if you're not on Pinterest, it's a, you got to be on everything all the time, all day. I mean, it is a full-time job to be as present as people tell you you need to be present on all of this kind of stuff, right, on every platform. Now, the reality is you don't need to be that present on everything. You got to decide where you want to be and how you want to show up and where your clients are and all that good stuff. So don't don't believe the hype that you got to be everything to all people everywhere. Because when you do that, when you're trying to serve everybody, you service nobody. 
What was masterful about what Rashad Robinson said was we often mistake presence for power. And when he said that, it was just like a gut punch, right? Because we assume that if you're present everywhere, if everybody knows your name, then you have power. But if you are not able to truly make systemic, sustainable changes, you are simply visible. You are simply popular or everybody knows your name, but you don't have any power. And we would stake those things and kind of connect those things together. And I want to tie this for you to leadership and the leadership discussions we've been having as of late. Again, leadership being about behavior, not about position. If you think about those times when you've had to make systemic change in your role, I'm specifically thinking about in companies now, um, as opposed to entrepreneurs, although entrepreneurs, those of you with big businesses and big teams, this is the same thing for you. When you've really had to make a systemic change, that process of change management, because it's hard for people to accept change, that process of change management, you've had to really, or to be successful, you should have, taking the time to understand what the change is, why you're making the change, how it impacts people, establish the communication, all of these kind of things, because you want the change to be sustainable. What seems to be missing is a real tie around strategic action to that change. And Mr. Robinson talks about this a lot, about looking strategically at what's going to happen that actually changes systems, right? When you have the hands or the reins of the narrative in your hands, when you hold the reins of the narrative in your hands, that's power. That's power. Let's think about all the narratives we have going on right now. There's the narrative that got out really fast that there was all this voter fraud and that the election was stolen, right? That was a narrative that somebody grabbed onto, had the reins and just started moving. And there was power in that narrative. There was an ability to influence, to persuade people. Persuasion is power, right? The same thing if you think about a lot of our social issues. Who gets out first? Who, who, he who controls the narrative, controls the minds of the people, and tends to control momentum. And you need momentum kind of changes, as Mr. Robinson talks about. You do need momentum changes. But if you get stuck in kind of the momentum changes, you forget that in order to truly make sustainable changes, you've got to go after the systems that are in place that allow for the thing that's not acceptable anymore. In organizations, I think specifically around, you know, we've got the tactical stuff around changing benefits and work from home or not work from home. But if we think deeper about that space of diversity, equity, and inclusion with the I being the hard part, right? The diversity part is easy. You can just start hiring a bunch of people that don't look like you, don't talk like you, don't think like you. That, that's the easy part, right? The hard part is the inclusion part because then you have to address all of that stuff that's here. All of that stuff that's in your heart, all that stuff that's in your mind, all that unconscious bias, all of that action that may or may not have any kind of grounding or foundation in actual fact, but it does impact the behavior that you exhibit towards people that are potentially quote unquote other, or at least different than you. And so if you look at that whole space of DE&I and you think about this idea of presence versus power, if you truly have presence, then you're able to 
get an organization that never goes to an HBCU to start going to an HBCU to, to recruit a historically black college and university. You may be able to get an organization to start doing panel interviews, to start having a broader base of people on the interview panels to be able to get a better understanding of the candidates. If you have a level of persuasion, you are able to make some of those changes in process that on the surface appear to have greater impact than they really do. Why? Because they haven't made sustainable, impactful changes in the structure of the system itself. The structure of the system being, who are we actually making an offer to? And not only who do we make an offer to, how does that offer compare to the offers we made to everyone else? How do we then onboard this person? How do we treat that person once they're here in terms of their development, a mentor we assign them to, projects we put them on, conversations we have with them about performance? How do we manage expectations for them that are not not only not discriminatory, but aren't so exceptional because they are other and potentially we aren't really persuaded at the deep level to make enough of a change to actually level the playing field and give everyone who is brought into our organization an opportunity to succeed because we've gone through a process that we believe in. We've gone through a process that has increased our presence, but has not necessarily done enough systemic change to give us enough power, right? We can show up all the time. We can show up everywhere. You know, we are in a world of influencers now, the people that have millions and millions and millions of followers, and they can influence people to buy the thing or to go to the thing, right? Or to do the thing. We can see all of that influence, but how much power do they have? Because what happens when all of a sudden the next shiny object comes? And so the thing they were endorsing is no longer the thing. It's somebody else's thing. All of that million folks, right? Just kind of move over because there's not really been a seeding of power that moves to structural change or environmental change. The way people really do absorb and think and believe and latch onto something. And in organizations, that means you're really trying to get away from the window dressing, right? The box checking which those of us who are in the space, those of us who happen to be an other, get really tired of window dressing. And if you didn't know, we can always sniff it out as well. We know window dressing when we see it. What Mr. Robinson talks about is he calls it charitable solutions to social problems, right? It's that whole idea that getting at structural changes, the fact that every single person on the board is a white male, the fact that Every time you try to promote a woman, there is a problem. Every time you have a performance discussion or a talent discussion, we talk about women from the standpoint of, oh, here's some things she needs to work on. But the men, we talk about, oh, that's just who they are. Those deep ingrained systems that are meant to be structurally sound. They're meant to be durable because that's where comfort is and that's where people understand things work and how they work, right? And it's also protective of people who are in power at the moment. But those charitable solutions to systemic problems is putting that window dressing that says, okay, we're going to go have the panel. We're going to put somebody on a project, but every time we have a meeting, we're not really going to listen to what they say. 
You know, we're going to make sure that there's somebody else. Every time somebody applies, somebody else applies. I actually had that happen to um, my dad. Every time he applied for a role, they tried to make sure someone else who was in other applied at the same time. So, so since they didn't want to give my dad the role, they could say it wasn't discriminatory. Because see, we had another insert thing here that applied at the same time. But nobody's stupid, as they say, as old people say. Ain't nobody stupid. We see that and we see you, right? Those charitable solutions to big social problems, that's trying to get to, in some cases, people who are really heart-led, who just want to do something. But the problem is so big, we get overwhelmed. We don't know what to do. We don't know the first step to take. So we just want to do something to at least feel like we're doing something good and we're making an impact. As Mr. Robinson says, that's why you get people delivering water bottles to Flint and nobody's ever talking about fixing the actual problem, which is contaminated water. There aren't enough water bottles in the world to fix the problem. You got to go after the problem, right? It's root cause analysis. You got to fix the system. He also talks a lot about words. And, and you guys know who've been following me, words matter. You know, when we say things like, you know, it is really difficult to look at our demographics because women just don't get the same opportunities as men in these roles. As opposed to saying, when we put up a role, the roles we have are not made as accessible to women. Because when you say it the first way, women don't have, you know, aren't put in these roles as often. What's wrong with the women that we're hiring? As opposed to, you know, we have these roles and we very rarely fill them with women. What's wrong with the roles that we have? What's wrong with the process that gets us candidates? Yes, it's semantics, but words matter. Where is the emphasis? That whole, I, when I was thinking about this and thinking about this podcast, what came into my mind is we put the wrong emphasis on the incorrect syllable, right? We have emphasized the wrong thing. We have emphasized victimhood, right? It's the person who has been impacted. It's their problem. It, they're responsible for their own impact. <laughs> they're responsible for the system that is impacting them as opposed to the system itself being designed to not be inclusive. And as leaders, we have got to be much more focused on, do we have the ability to secure power to make systemic change for positive impact as opposed to just having all of this presence. So everybody knows who we are. Everybody knows our name. People want to run up and get your autograph and take a selfie. That's beautiful. And that may stroke your ego, but does that in and of itself make for systemic change? Does that in and of itself make a critical impact that supports the change that needs to happen to make whatever impact you want to make on the organization, whether that is a demographic impact from a gender, a race, an ethnicity, whether that is an innovation impact where you are actually including people and giving them an opportunity to fail fast because you truly believe in innovation, right? And so your presence keeps saying, we want you to move fast. We want you to move fast. We want you to fail fast. But your power says, you know what? That team made a bad mistake. They didn't get there, but we are not going to fire them. In fact, we are going to give them a bonus because they took a risk. That's power. That's power. That is taking the persuasion that you have, the influence that you have, and translating it into action that makes a sustainable impact. 
by not only not firing that team that took a big risk but failed, by not firing them, but by actually supporting them, promoting them, giving them kudos, giving them a bonus or whatever it is, you are saying to everyone else, my actions are aligned with my words. I And I am using my influence and my presence to actually translate that into power to make systemic change. Presence is just presence. Presence is about visibility, but presence is not power. And change and impact happen when you are able to take power and make decisions and have people think differently and have people act differently. The presence begins to get you there, but that power is where you really begin to make the impact. And for those of you who have been listening to me, you know that it's about impact, right? And, and while we may have really good intentions, it's the impact that we make. Good intentions, bad impact. We really want to be present. We really want to be visible because a leadership book said leaders got to be visible. You got to be approachable. You got to make sure people can, can get in touch with you and you can't have, you know, closed doors all the time. You got to be available to people. Okay. That's great. But if you're available, but nothing happens, if you just listen and people talk and you just give lip service to that, yes, I hear you. That's great. Keep going. That's wonderful. And then you go off and keep doing the same thing. What kind of leader are you really showing them that you are? People will absolutely listen to what you say, but they will believe what you do. What are you doing to impact the organizations that you're in? What are you doing to impact the teams that you're on, the people that are around you? right? That presence that you have that you might not even know because people are always watching. People are always watching. And so that ability to take your presence, to translate that presence into real influence and that real influence into power that makes systemic change. That's what great leaders do. And great leaders understand when they have to lead from the front and when they have to step back and let somebody else take it forward. Because there's power in that too. There's power in being on the sidelines or being behind the scenes and giving the impetus and giving the push and giving the support to those who really need a little bit more encouragement around their own agency, around their own skill set and creativity and stick to and capability. There is power in being silent. There is power in not being the first name on the list and not being the person that speaks first. There is power in your presence if you use it as a platform to make systemic structural change to move things forward. I really encourage you this week to think about how you're showing up and are you focused on being present all the time and not present in terms of being engaged, but are you focused on just your presence? How many platforms you're on, all the stuff that you're doing, or are you focused on impact? Are you focused on making a difference? Are you focused on being present so that those folks who need your impact can find you? Because just being present without an impact is just kind of showing up and doing more posts and everybody can do that. But your power, your superpower is being able to convert your presence 
into something that truly influences systemic change, whether that's your family, whether that's your organization, your team, your own business, whatever it is, moving things forward strategically to tackle really big strategic problems in a way that is sustainable and impactful. And if we just think about that a little different, if we change our perspective from the presence itself to the power and the impact, I, I think it's going to be amazing what we can all achieve. Thank you for listening to the Rutledge Perspective this week. I highly encourage you to go find that interview with Rashad Robinson, um, again, the president of the color of change. And, um, it was this interview with Guy Raz on how I built this. So I encourage you to go listen to that. He has some masterful things around addressing societal problems and taking strategic action. It's just, it it is really insightful. So I encourage you to go listen to that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rutledge perspective. I truly appreciate it. I really am, um, myself moving into being very mindful of, is it just a presence activity Or is it a power activity? What is the impact I'm trying to make? And is that impact towards a root cause issue? Or is it just window dressing? Am I just trying to put lipstick on that pig? It's a really deep question. But I think one that if we can answer, it will just catapult us into a whole different stratosphere. Let me know what you think. I would love your comments. Uh, I would love you to pass this on. If it meant something to you, pass it on to someone else um, who you think could use it. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge Perspective podcast, please pass it along.